The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52 to... A weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Love is in the air. It is Valentine's Day. That is a fact. And our wives may not be too jazzed up that we are sitting around recording a podcast right now, but we're here and we're going to do it. We're celebrating tomorrow (laughs) intentionally. And, you know, we have to give the people what they want. The people have been clamoring. That's right. We we had to take a week off, and we just couldn't miss this one. So, sorry, ladies. Uh, we'll, we'll make it up tomorrow night. We'll yes. Tomorrow night. During the day for us, because Ooh. should I drop the bomb? I haven't dropped the bomb on the show yet. Um, that's your call. I'll drop the bomb, I guess. The listeners will find out eventually. <laughs> um, we have a big ultrasound tomorrow. And let's just say it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Uh, why would a male need an ultrasound? <laughs> You've never had an ultrasound before? No. All right. Well, we don't need to get into that. but Kidney um, stone? It could be a lot of things, I guess. <laughs> anyway, it's because my wife is pregnant. So if we are off sometimes, that's why. Sometimes life happens and the podcast <laughs> doesn't necessarily fall into the priority list at certain times. Oh, if but. it's not number one, though, it's number two, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. go with that. Number two. But yeah, we this is the first one that we've taken the week off since. So, yeah, we're still doing it. We're still here. Just be patient with me, please. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure the people will be plenty patient. Yeah, I'm sure. I hope so. I hope the fans understand. They will. All right, Mitchell. This week on the show, trade deadline moves. We'll be discussing the moves that bring back Tory Craig to the Suns, as well as bringing in Aaron Holiday, the third Holiday brother. After that, we'll do some game recaps from last week and preview just the two games left before the All-Star break. Shoutouts are in order for our episode from two weeks ago. Shoutout to at Sundress Dunks on Twitter. We were guessing who would have more assists in the game against the Hawks from two weeks ago. Chris Paul or Trey Young. Sunders Dunk said Chris Paul. So did I. 
So between the two of us, you actually said Trey Young just to be different. Uh, between the two of us, you now lead seven to six. I have narrowed that window. I was up quite a few, like three or four at one point, right? Yeah, you were. Ooh. And then I hit a few in a row, I think. Ooh. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll have to start deciding what this bet is all about, actually. Yeah, we still have no stakes <laughs> tied to this whatsoever. So, yeah, who knows? Hey, maybe when you tie it up, that's when we'll decide. When it's Yeah, even. okay. All right. So maybe next week, then. Maybe. Okay. So some trade deadline moves. Uh, the Suns, a lot of a lot of fans were clamoring for this. Everybody wanted Tory Craig back, and it happened. The Suns give up Jalen Smith, uh, our second round pick this season, for Tory Craig. And seeing Craig back in the Suns uniform with a new number, uh, it was really nice having him back. And the crowd welcomed him very graciously. That was really cool. And it sounds like Chris Paul was uh, pretty influential in this. He really wanted Craig back. Sounds like he's good buddies with all the guys in the locker room. So this is just a match made in heaven, a trade that trade that really needed to happen here at the deadline. Yeah, and there was the quote from Chris Paul saying that when the Suns played the Pacers, he almost passed the ball to Torrey Craig because he was so <laughs> used to it. So, yeah, it's nice to have him back. He made an impact immediately, too. It's clear he still has chemistry with these guys. So that was really fun. I like getting him back. And now we have him on a two-year deal. So yeah. that's nice. That is great. And I think it, two of his first plays of the game were assists. Yeah. Uh, he, was, he dished it out right away. And then he ended up scoring in double digits. He was perfect from the floor through most of the game, some of the game. I don't know how he ended. Uh, six for nine. So he did miss a couple buckets. But great start for him. Really nice to just have another option out there at the wing uh, or the four. He just makes us so versatile because he can even play the five if there's a smaller center in. So seeing lineups with him, Cam, and McHale on the court uh, might be kind of a normal thing. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Um, I also realized, too, that this really flew under the radar, but... The Suns placed Dario Saric on the medical the the medical waiver exemption list where you can have the roster spot and still keep the guy on the team. Um, I didn't realize they did that. So that basically means Dario's not playing this season. Right. That uh, I think that did that did cut the season short for him. We know that he won't be around, and uh, another great reason to uh, bring in Craig. I believe that the money for that actually went to the Pacers when we signed Aaron Holiday in that trade. Ah, okay. That makes sense then. So, uh, you know, just moving those cash considerations around a little bit. And, man, it's just so funny thinking about Craig and how Chris said that about how it seems like he he was on the team, he wanted to throw a pass to him. He was brought in at the deadline last year, too. Yeah, yeah. So this guy really made an impact really quickly with these guys and uh was he like this on his teams before this like was he a fan favorite kind of guy where i don't know if i ever had heard anything trying to think yeah i don't know because in milwaukee i don't really know he was in denver before that and i don't remember hearing a whole lot about him being a fan favorite or anything 
Yeah, just a a great find, and especially uh, we we ended up having to release Abdul Nader uh, with these moves yeah. as well. So that's a uh, you know another guy that we won't have, but Craig can take that place, no problem. And I feel bad for Nader. I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. So it's like, right. what are you gonna do? And I wonder how bad his knee really is. Uh, yeah, it must be. He must be in pretty tough shape if he hasn't been able to make it back at all this year. So Right. I know. So, but hopefully yeah. we make another run to the championship and maybe get him a ring this time around. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He deserves it for sure. He does. Yeah. That would be really nice. Let's let's do it for Dooley. For Dooley. For Ralph. I, I got to say, yeah, I never liked the nickname Dooley, but... We called him Ralph throughout all of this, and I don't know if we ever really said that on the show, but I've called him Ralph for <laughs> two years. Now. I'd put good money on us saying that during the show. We probably point. have. I know I intentionally tried not to because I'm like, I don't know how many of our listeners will know who Ralph Nader is. I know some of them will, but <laughs> let us know on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod if you know who Ralph Nader is. Just I'm curious. <laughs> Maybe I'll put a poll up. Do you know who Ralph Nader is? <laughs> yeah, do that. Do that right now, actually. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> remind me and I'll get the results. Uh, <laughs> this is a live poll. Nice. This is great. Okay. All right. So. Tory Craig, obviously going to be a great fit. And then also, as we mentioned before, we bring in Aaron Holiday. So that's another guard that we add to the rotation to just bolster everything. And, you know, maybe that will come in pretty handy while we're still waiting for campaign to come back. Although Alfred Payton has been balling a little bit. He's been playing good ball. So, but Aaron Holiday, just another option. Uh, another guy deeper replacing Nader technically is what we look at. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I'm an Alfred Payton apologist and I think people who have listened to the show know this. <laughs> I see a lot of talk on Twitter about people saying he sucks. I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be sure. He's not like amazing, but he's got good size. He plays good defense. Sure, he chucks up some shots that are probably ill-advised. But, like, I don't know. I think he fills his role just fine. And he's hilarious. And I love his former hair. So, yeah. But Aaron Holiday, solid player. Um, we're not going to need him very much. You know, like you said, we're talking third option type thing. This is what we talked about before the trade deadline, though. We wanted to get a little bit more depth because injuries are going to happen. Campaign is out way longer than I expected he would be. So, yeah, I think it's nice that we can get even more of a cushion. For sure. And he seems pretty versatile. I know he's not a huge guy, but uh, I've seen a lot of people say that he's probably better off running in the shooting guard role. He can get hot every once in a while. But, you know, from his slim minutes, I mean, he put up double digits when he got in the end of the game against the Magic. And, you know, he looked good enough. And if this means that maybe we feel safe enough to uh, get Chris Paul's minutes down an extra four to six a game, maybe there's spot minutes for him every once in a while. 
I, yeah. I'd take that. Just keep Chris, uh, keep him crisp until we get to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see Aaron Holiday play 20 minutes. That would be ideal. That would mean we're destroying other teams so much. But yeah. obviously that's not going to happen. Yeah, but. just got to get up 25 in the first half. Maybe that'll happen. Right, yeah. Just, I mean, we have been able to, to a certain extent, get Paul and Booker some rest in these fourth quarters and in a few games here and there. I mean, we tried to do this, and it backfired a little bit against the Bulls. But whatever, a win is a win. Oh, Let's just go right into it, do some game recaps. That Bulls game was the filthiest blowout I've ever seen that ended in a three-point difference. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I just was watching it, and, like, unbelievable. I I was like, there's no way. I almost, like, I was not paying attention as much. I almost was like, oh, whatever, it's over. I'm glad I didn't turn it off, but geez, like we really, I mean, we were up like, what, 20 something, even in the fourth quarter. And wow, we got it down to, they got it down to three. Yeah, it was a 41 to 25 fourth quarter. They had a few guys, uh, two guys who played a minute 41, Alfonso McKinney and Malcolm Hill. Uh, Hill's the one that hit those two threes within a minute and 40 seconds. They were both plus 12 in one minute and 41 seconds. That's <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in my life. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> what a weird game. No, it and was the- weird. And like DeMar has been going off lately. And he had 38 in this one, but it seemed like all of it came pretty late in the game. Yeah. What if he had been doing that in the first half? I mean, man, the Bulls have, it's an interesting squad, but the talent's there. And when they get back healthy again, they're going to be, that East is just going to be a slugfest in the playoffs. I know. I, I was watching this and I'm like, they don't have Lonzo Ball, who's been like actually good this year. Caruso, too. Caruso, yeah. Caruso's been hurt. And, yeah, I don't know. I always think Caruso is just, like, terrible. But then I watch him, I'm like, oh, actually, he's pretty good. Uh, he was a, he was just uh, meme-worthy when he was in L.A., but now that he got a little bit more, a little more uh, just run in general in Chicago, he kind of, uh, the defense is still there, obviously, but he was scoring at a decent rate, too. Yeah, yeah. They The Bulls are... Definitely a feel-good story. It's nice to see them uh, turn things around after struggling for a while. Um, what's his name? Vucevic. Man, he's been great this year. Yeah, he's been kind of coming hot, too, lately. And did I see that Zach Levine is getting his uh, a second look at his injury or something that yes. happened recently? Yeah, Man, I think he's doing that over the All-Star break. Oh, I just hope that they can keep it together. I don't know. It's it's cool. I don't mind seeing the Bulls be good. They remind me a lot of us in the East. That that does kind of make sense. I do see it. I mean, they the mid-range, they capitalize on the mid-range shot. And then, I mean, style of play, that might be it. But just... Going from like a 
you know, okay team had an okay season a year ago to like, okay, yeah, we're really good now. Right. Yeah, that that's uh that's fun. We we know that for a fact. Yeah. We are quite familiar with that concept. <laughs> yeah, but uh man, that was crazy just watching everything dwindle away so quickly at the end of the game. And I mean it's tough to blame it on anybody, but I mean, Ish, Bismack, and Justin Jackson were all minus eight in one minute and 12 seconds. So there's some overlap between the, what would that be, 29 seconds between those two guys on the Bulls who had the plus 12. Man, that that is just wild how that worked out. But, yeah. you know, we, we came away with the win. Uh, six guys in double figures, Booker with 38. Uh, things are just rolling when that's going on. How I'm confused. How have we had Justin Jackson on our team? Like, are we just signing him to 10 days or what? Okay. I think we had to get rid of him at the deadline due to the moves that we made. I think he got bounced. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did, but Wainwright's still around. Okay. Yes. So yeah, I think, there was just like a, a weird lull that we didn't have Justin Jackson. I remember he didn't travel to Toronto when that road trip was going on. And then he just vanished for a while. And then I think we discussed it on our last episode. And then the yeah. next morning he he signed another 10-day or something like that. So that's been, that's been the ride for Justin Jackson. I wonder if... Uh, you know, after all this, I don't even know if we have a spot open to do anything like this anymore. I think we might be right. capped out for roster or guys on the roster. And, yeah, and we don't need to make any more changes, you know. We're we're good where we're at. Okay. What if someone gets bought out? What if Thad Young gets bought out? The guy that we talked about trading for all year, something like that. Yeah, we have Biombo. We do have Biombo. Oh, we're we're so deep. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's tough though. I, I mean, you have to okay. be a pretty good player to yeah. displace anybody. Uh, I I guess I'd rather have Thad Young than Wainwright. But I think Ish is on a two-way. Oh, uh, okay. So that w- I don't think that'd work. Okay. Then. We're I think we're just we're packed. At. We're just our yeah. roster is packed with solid players that could all probably be getting some minutes somewhere, even down yep. to the last guy on the bench. Yep. And that is exciting. Yep. And then let's move it on to the next game. So that one was at Chicago. Then we head over to Philly, and we we handle the 76ers, uh, 114 to 109. They had a Big games from their two stars and Embiid and Harris. Uh, yeah, they just made a huge change up too. But Devin Booker goes for 35. Mikhail Bridges, who's been playing like a, a madman lately, had 23 in this one too. Yeah, we know Booker likes playing against Sixers. I don't really know why, but he always does play well against them. And then Bridges went to Villanova. He's a Philly guy. I think his mom still works for the Sixers, originally drafted by them. He likes playing in Philly, so I kind of had a feeling he would have a good game in this one. So Yeah, that's yeah, great. And I think he bought a bunch of seats for his uh, 
friends and family at the game too. Mm-hmm. That must be fun. That must be fun to go back to your, you know, everyone that took care of you growing up, all your buddies from back in the day say, Hey man, you want to come watch me play? Yeah. I got a ticket for you. That'd be yeah, so cool. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, this was, I don't know, a little bit of a weird game. Like, sure, Booker did what we expected. Bridges went off, which was great. Chris Paul. I mean, this line is just like every game now. 16 points, 12 assists, 4 rebounds. He usually has a few more rebounds, but like, just expected. Jay Crowder with the 0.14 rebound game. <laughs> like, that's really weird. JaVale had 15 points. I mean, the bench didn't do a whole lot. Cam Johnson won for eight. Rough game for him. Alfred, six points. Like, yeah, I don't know. This is just a weird one. I think a lot of this has to do with Chris Paul almost playing 42 minutes. Yeah. And just uh, refusing to lose, more or less. Mm -hmm. he's just been so impressive lately. And I mean, he did turn it over six times in this one, but yeah. Otherwise, if any other game this week or last week, he's just been so careful with the ball. I was surprised when I looked at the sheet and saw six turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. I was too. And yeah, Aiden, Aiden, I don't think was at quite a hundred percent in this game, 10 points, six rebounds. And it's Joel Embiid who he's going up against and MB did go off. I mean, 13 for 25 shooting. So not horrible could have been better, but Aiden did what he needed to. Uh, but yeah, that's a tough matchup just for, for sure all the time. And then back to JaVale when Aiden's out, we get McGee and that is huge. I, I feel comfortable with him trying to guard any center in the league maybe not Jokic because no one can maybe maybe Aiton's the best at doing that but McGee has just been so good for us this year protecting the rim and scoring it I didn't know JaVale would be scoring it like this all year no I mean he continues to put on the uh not what are they even calling him like Hakeem Olajuwon the moves the yeah They've the been dream, calling them the something. dream sickle and the, the dream sickle. That's right. I don't the, know what the, the Hakeem sickle, sickle is, but... and the dream sickle. <laughs> I'm like they have all these names on the broadcast, but yeah, he's <laughs> he's been great. It's been really fun to have Javale. Oh yeah, love that guy. All right, <laughs> we'll move it on to the next one, the finals rematch. Uh, everyone was looking forward to this one. It seemed like the Suns were looking forward to it a little more than the Bucks because 131-107, everything after the first quarter, we just handled them. And I think Monty left our guys in a little longer than necessary, to be honest. And I think he was uh, just showing them what's up a little bit. Also, yeah, Monty going with the two big men lineups in this one. We finally see some JaVale and Aiton minutes together. And it just felt like it was a message. Like, we got bigger. If you want to try this again, we're ready. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it may have been a touch of gloating, which we don't typically see from Monty. I personally love it. Uh, I don't know how smart it is, but I love it. Um, it. This was a game that, like, everyone was excited about. Like, people 
had this on their radar. My wife got home and was like, oh, we play the Bucks tonight. And I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> usually I'm like, oh, the Suns play tonight. And she'll sit and watch with me. Like, she likes watching. She doesn't watch every second like I do. But she she watches for the most part. But, yeah, she was like, oh, we play the Bucks tonight. And then, like, I went to the dentist that day. And my dentist was like, talking about sons bucks and we were talking about that i'm like everyone knows that this is happening and you said yeah go sean yeah he was fill, putting fillings <laughs> in my teeth and i'm like oh i'll talk about devin booker with man this okay i don't i don't want to talk about the dentist anyways <laughs> i know the vibe around the city is real though and yeah yes. when the bucks with the when the bucks came and think about just the the week that Phoenix had with the waste management open going on, yeah, this game going on, that there was a lot of cool things for people to do in the city uh, at this time. So, oh yeah, you know, another sellout crowd. Uh, man, I'm just so hyped for this team. Yeah. The one takeaway I want to say is, and I got two. I'll start with seven guys in double figures for the Suns. Aiton with a huge. Huge, efficient game, 27 points on 12 for 14 shooting. That's what we needed to see. I got three things. Chris Paul with 17 points and 19 assists. Oh, yeah. So good. But we held Giannis to 5 for 14 shooting. Yeah. And he actually made, no, he was just 0 for 3 from downtown, 8 for 14 from the line. So he got plenty, plenty of opportunities at the line, but... He was negative 18 in the plus minus. Yeah. And Aiton also dunked all over him. Oh, the alley. Like the same exact one that that Giannis blocked in the finals. Yeah. Aiton pushed it down on him this time. Like, I want a finals rematch. I want to play the Bucs again. Yeah. uh, Yeah. 100%. And I was thinking during the game, what are they missing? They're missing Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Coming off uh, back surgery. How right. do you think he's going to be getting around? Yeah. And, oh, you know what, though? They they are bringing in Ibaka. They That's right. Surgery. They're bringing in Ibaka. About that. that is big. Still. Still. <laughs> I mean, I I still want to play them. Ibaka I want does. it again. I want him again. <laughs> oh, I hope so, man. I hope so. Okay. We'll move it on. Last game of last week. We we get a little break after having to play the Bulls, Sixers, and Bucks. We get the Orlando Magic, and we win by 27. Very similar score to the Bucks game, actually. <laughs> Which that's pretty cool that we can <laughs> blow both the Bucks and the Magic out. Yeah. yeah. We we don't discriminate. Right. Jalen Suggs had a good game. Go Zags. Like Go this Zags. is ideal. I'm a I'm a Suggs fan, by the way. Yeah, he's great. Um, it, it's like this is what I'm always rooting for when we play former Gonzaga guys. I hope they go off, and I hope the Suns win by 25. You got your wish. Yeah, 100. Yeah, for the Suns though, D book as per usual leading the way. Not a great shooting night, but ends with 26. Got a ton of help though. There were nine guys in double figures in this one. Uh, the two new guys, Craig and Holiday, 
as well as Alfred and Cam Johnson off the bench and all the starters. Yeah, that's really nice. And yeah, I mean, that's, that should be expected. I think at this point against teams like the magic. Yep. Keeping all the starters under 30 minutes played in this one. So we saw Chris Paul with that 40 plus the couple nights before, but really happy to see him only have to play 26 in this one. Oh yeah. That's nice. And oh, yeah. 15 assists in 26 minutes. <laughs> That's amazing. Team leading plus 21. <laughs> he, is, he is a magician. He's, I mean, MVP, the, the conversation for MVP is Embiid, Chris Paul. Jokic. Jokic. I guess maybe Giannis is in there. Uh, I mean, I don't even know who else. I'm, I'm probably missing someone. Luke no, has I mean, been really good lately, but Chris Paul is in there. I mean, I think you got to look at Embiid and Chris Paul one and two. Oh, and then I say give it to the guy that is leading the team with the best record in the league and is uh, 46 and 10. Yeah, you know, 46 and 10, you know, they'll give it to someone else. That's probably true. But whatever, we've got our eyes on a different award. That's right. Oh, 40 total assists for the team in this game. Uh, Chris's 15 obviously help out quite quite a bit, but 25 others. That's uh, pretty nice. That's nice. That's nice. Also, I, I had a realization. We might only have 10 losses at the all-star break worst case scenario we have 12 if we lose to the clippers and rockets which i don't think is going to happen but to go into the all-star break with 10 to 12 losses (laughs) (laughs) i I can't even believe i'm saying it as i say it out loud no it's still after doing this pod for so many years through so many bad seasons it's it's still shocking getting to talk about a team this good. I mean, I remember four, three, four, five years ago, we've been doing this for six years. Uh, we were hoping to have 10 to 12 wins by the All-Star break. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'd like to go back and look because I bet it was pretty darn close a couple of... Uh, yeah, couple I'm of sure it things. was. I mean, look at that season where we won 19 games. That was... I think that was four years ago. Uh, I think that was Josh Jackson's rookie year. So yeah. that would have been 17-18, uh, I think. You know what? I'm not going to look that up. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> yeah, we've won. We've lost 10 games this whole season, and we're two games away from the All-Star break. Let's um, leave it at that. Yeah, that's that's so good. Okay. So we have the Clippers on Tuesday, the Rockets Wednesday. A little back-to-back action before the long all-star break where, uh, you know, Chris will play, D-Book will play. Otherwise, we have no one else doing anything in it. So hopefully the the coaches take care of our boys and, you know, let them play a few minutes in there. Yeah, yeah. And the rest of the guys get a little vacation. That's fine, I suppose. I wonder what the what the vibe is. I wonder if they're staying here. Yeah, I don't know. 
I really wonder because Cam Johnson has the second best three point percentage in the league. I don't know how he was not in the three point contest. Yeah, he got hosed. Yeah, that's. I'm like maybe he declined it or something. I don't know. I don't know either. I when I was looking at that, I I think the guys that got in above him have just more volume and still shoot it pretty well. Yeah. But I mean, Cam plays quite a few minutes. I, it just seemed a little weird. He, I'd weird. love to see him in it because he'd probably do pretty well if I had to guess. Yeah, but we won't. We'll just see Chris Paul and Devin Booker doing their thing. That'll be fun. And that is just fine. Yep. All right, so Clippers Tuesday, Rockets Wednesday. I don't have much to say about any of these games, to be yeah. 100% honest. I'm ready for this all-star break. I'm sure the team's ready to just kick it for a week. And, yeah. Because uh, that's I what mean, I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean, the Clippers... Paul George is still out, I think. Kawhi Leonard may never play again. I don't even know at this point. Like, <laughs> is he hurt still? Like, who knows? Talk about mysterious, that guy. Uh, what if they so. both were healthy for the playoffs, though? That would be... I think, yeah. yeah, them and the Clippers, or them and the Warriors would be the only worries I'd really have getting through. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's I, I think that would surprise me. It doesn't seem like I mean it doesn't seem like Kawhi even wants to play, but who knows? He's hard to read. Um the Rockets our bet question is in this game. Like that's all I got. <laughs> the uh, Rockets. <laughs> let's see, uh how many assists will Chris Paul have against the Rockets? That's our bet question. Okay, I'll go first. I'm feeling uh, another short appearance for Paul in this one, hopefully around that 30-minute mark at the most. But I think he'll still get 12 assists. 12, okay. Because mm. I agree. I don't think he's playing a full game either. Go into this all-star break on even more of a break. Uh, but I'll just go with my gut. My gut said 14, so 14 it Ooh. is. Love it. Yeah. So let us know on Twitter at Sunny and PHX pod. How many assists you think Chris Paul will have in Wednesday's game against the Rockets. And while we're talking about Twitter, let's check in on our poll. (laughs) (laughs) I really did uh, put a poll up. So let's make sure we get everything refreshed. Oh, wow. Okay. 78% 78% said yes, they know who Ralph Nader is. Uh, nine votes, so 78 to 22%. At one point, when I first posted this, we got like three responses right away. And one person said yes, and two said no. But wow, 78% out of nine votes, which again, super small sample size. Yeah. I, I put this up, you've got two days. I put it up <laughs> to last 48 hours just in case. So maybe I'll check in with this next week after we have a full result. But so far, everyone, almost everyone, 78% knows who Ralph Nader is. So I guess I should have been calling Abdel Nader Ralph the whole time. Yeah. 
We had a bunch of Nader heads on the Twitter timeline there. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> oh. Sorry, that's just my bike. Uh, all right with that we'll move to our non-sports section of the show and this week we're talking about sports it's uh the super bowl we talk about the super bowl every year we usually make a prediction but this year we didn't um so yeah what were your thoughts on the big game it was a fun one Uh, i was happy it kind of carried over the exciting nfl playoffs as a whole because, man, there were some just great games leading up all the way to the Super Bowl, and this one came down to the end. Uh, I didn't love seeing all the flags being thrown in the final minute of the game within the 10-yard line, but you got to think there was a little makeup call involved after that missed uh, face mask on that first touchdown. So you kind of, I don't know. I was rooting for the Bengals, but when that happened, I said, okay, probably even now it's more or less giving up a touchdown back and forth so eh, it was a fun watch i did enjoy the halftime show because uh i'm older than mitch and i listened to a lot of those guys when i was growing up so it was cool yeah you're six years older than me yeah right yeah so yeah huge difference there but um i thought it was a good game uh, I was just hoping for a close game. I was also rooting for the Bengals because their middle linebacker, Logan Wilson, went to the same high school as I did. Um, we didn't have any overlap because I'm older than him, but uh, still cool. Like, always going to root for a guy like that when you grow up in Wyoming. Like, that doesn't happen very often. So, um, very cool for him. But I was also really happy that Von Miller got another ring and he dedicated like everything to Demarius Thomas. So I was really happy about that. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. That's very cool, uh, man. But, yeah. Oh, the Super Bowl though. Uh, commercial game. What did you think about the commercial? Uh, there was some, there was a few, you know, the, the ones that pull it, the nostalgia, those, I, yeah. I, those are okay. There were a couple good ones. I enjoyed seeing Austin Powers and that crew back together. Yeah, that was funny. It was, yeah, it was fine. It it was funny for uh, just the appearance. I I don't even remember yeah. what the commercial was exactly. But. I know. I, um, there was the Bud Light one with Guy Fieri, which was funny. Well, I, I mean, I missed that one. Oh, did you? And I am going to YouTube that as soon as we finish. Yeah. This podcast. It was, it was pro I thought it was my favorite. Um, I feel like the commercials haven't really been that good for the last like five years at least. So I don't know. Nothing like super stood out to me really. Fair um, enough. The halftime show. I mean, that was good. I, that was one of the best halftime shows. I really liked that. Um, I mean, definitely like, we're the target audience for like all of this, like the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, we're we're in that demographic, and we probably will be till we're like forty five. But like, yeah, that they're definitely appealing. That was like my gripe about a few halftime shows, but whatever. Like, this was a really good one. I was happy with it, and two. Well, I mean, the weekend last year, I really liked that too. So we've had a couple good ones in a row. I wasn't huge on last year's. Yeah. This year, definitely, I 
I definitely take that one over it. I think this one appeals to our demographic more. The weekend. I know like my younger family members really liked that show. Yeah. I mean, I don't know a ton of his music, but I thought he put on a good show. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting performance. That's yeah, that's a fact. That's true. Yeah. So no, I thought it was good and it's fun. I mean, we always get together with my wife's side of the family for the Super Bowl and like my wife and her mom kind of do their own thing. Me and her dad, uh, we usually watch the game and then her brothers, sometimes they watch a little bit. Sometimes they do their own thing a bit, but at halftime, everyone sat down and watched. Nice. And then we watched the rest of the game. And when it got really close and interesting, everyone was watching the end of the game. So it was fun. Yep. If I don't have a huge rooting interest in the game, I might take some of the first half off. You know, I don't need to watch every second of it, but I, I definitely was locked in for the whole second half. That was a it was a competitive game for sure. That was cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yep. So that's it for football season now. It's we got that extra week because they added the the other week. So that was that was a little bit odd. Uh but whatever. It was fun. Good game. Yeah. So yeah, I guess the does this make the off season one one less week, one fewer week? I guess. Or do they start a week later? I don't know. I, I guess maybe know. it does. I guess it's a shorter off season. Well, they did. They ditched. How many preseason games? Do oh, there's only play? three preseason games now. Oh, okay, okay, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So it must be the same. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yep. Um. Now we just wait for the draft. I love the NFL draft. Like. I don't watch as much of it as I used to, but I think it's really, really fun. Shout out to friend of the show, Blake Zybel. He and I love the NFL draft, and we always give at Josh Cran on Twitter, Josh Cranwetter, friend of the show, the man who needs no introduction, but gets a really long one anyway. We always give him a lot of guff because he doesn't like the draft as much as us. And Blake and I used to sit and watch every second of draft coverage. Like when we were in college, we watched like three full days and Josh didn't. So he would hear it for sure. I would think it'd be the opposite. I know it. You would, but it's not. That's surprising. Like, yeah. It's, what I like, it's odd. what I like about the NFL draft is I, after the first round, I don't know anybody. I'll right. pay attention to the first, but after that, no idea. So it's really fun looking at the guys that the dolphins drafted and seeing what they're going to add to the team. I, I always do enjoy watching those, uh, you know, six or seven highlight tapes from all the guys you draft. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't even know out of the top, like, three players usually in the draft. So I just, like, college football <laughs> is probably the sport that I pay the least attention to. Outside of, like, you know, like team sports and everything. Of the, big, the, of the main sports, college football, I just don't. I'll watch ASU every now and then. If Wyoming's playing on, like, national TV, I'll watch it. But, yeah, I just don't really follow it very closely. What if Gonzaga had a football team? Do you think that'd be a different story? Yeah, I'm sure I would be all about it. But yeah. we don't. So. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, man. It's just tough for me to root for those University of South Dakota Coyotes. Like, it's it's tough to do while you're in Arizona, you know? Yeah. 
They don't get on ESPN very often is what I'm saying. Yeah, I believe that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That wraps things up for this week. We appreciate you guys tuning in and we will be back next week with another episode. Thanks for listening and go Suns. Go Suns.